Welcome to Christian Natural Health with naturopathic Dr. Lauren DeVille. Christian Natural Health is the podcast on how to get and stay healthy God's way. You'll hear topics on nutrition, exercise, sleep, avoiding toxicity, meditating on scripture, what supplements to take, stress management, defeating anxiety and worry, how to reconcile Eastern medicine approaches with Christianity and a whole lot more. Now, here's your host, Dr. Lauren. Hi, everyone. If you've been injured in an accident that was not your fault, listen up. We have legal professionals standing by to answer your questions for free. Call now and find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Call 800-497-4410. I'm here with spokesman John Wolfe. So, John, tell everyone listening who should call right now. Well, Maria, first off, thank you for having me here. It's always nice to answer the listeners' questions. Now, as far as who should call in, anyone who's been injured in an accident and think you deserve compensation, give us a call right now, 800-497-4410. You'll find out if you have a case and how much it's potentially worth. Thanks, John. You heard it, folks. Take advantage of this opportunity and call now, 800-497-4410. Advertisement sponsored by Legal Help Center may not be available in all states. Welcome back to another episode of Christian Natural Health. Today I'm going to be talking about NSAIDs and why you should only use them sparingly. NSAIDs are some of the most commonly used over-the-counter pain medications, including ibuprofen, aspirin, naproxen, and prescription versions such as diclofenac, among others. They work by inhibiting inflammation and are thus generally used for inflammatory pain. But like all medications, NSAIDs interrupt a bodily process with a specific important function. In this case, the function they interrupt is inflammation. We tend to think of inflammation as a root cause of illness in and of itself, but it isn't. Inflammation is your body's attempt to fix a problem or fight against a foreign invader. Suppressing the process uh, interferes with the body's attempt to self-heal. Not only that, but since so many biochemical pathways are interconnected, if you interfere with one, you'll inevitably cause disturbance somewhere else. That's what side effects are. Serious problems from NSAIDs are relatively common. NSAIDs are responsible for some 30% of all hospital visits that are due to adverse drug reactions. Okay, so how they affect your mitochondria, first of all. Your mitochondria are the powerhouses of all your cells, except red blood cells, which don't have any. The mitochondria take electrons and protons from your food, water, and air and turn them into ATP, which is your body's energy currency. Any disruption to this process would naturally have very wide-ranging consequences. Unfortunately, NSAIDs cause damage to complex 1 in the electron transport chain, which is the final step inside the mitochondria leading to ATP production. The worst offender of the NSAIDs for this is diclofenac, but other NSAIDs will inhibit complex 1 as well. This means not only will ATP production be hindered and thus energy supply will be lower, but because the electrons going into the chain won't be able to complete the process, they will instead leak out into the mitochondria, producing reactive oxygen species and oxidative damage. When such damage accumulates, it ultimately leads to apoptosis or programmed cell death. This is one of the primary theories for how NSAIDs cause uh, damage to multiple organs. Um, 
the gut. Okay, so perhaps the best known side effect of NSAIDs has to do with damage to the stomach and intestinal lining, particularly ulcers. Visible damage to the stomach or intestinal lining can be found in about 71% of chronic NSAID users. The mechanism for how this occurs is still not fully understood. The mitochondrial damage mentioned uh, a few minutes ago is implicated as one of the possible mechanisms. NSAIDs are also believed to react with the lipid bilayer that protects the mucosa in the gut, rendering it less protective against gastric acid. Finally, and I Ironically, NSAIDs, which stands for non-steroidal anti-inflammatory drugs, actually trigger the release of multiple pro-inflammatory cytokines in the gastric mucosa. The body is always trying to seek balance. Suppress any natural process and you'll eventually get a rebound in the opposite direction. That's actually the principle upon which homeopathy is based. Um, Okay, and now your heart and circulation and how they affect that. Many individuals take a baby aspirin and NSAID in order to prevent clotting and protect them from a heart attack or stroke. While low-dose aspirin does indeed prevent clotting at a dose apparently too low to trigger adverse reactions, that is not the case for other full-strength NSAIDs. The high metabolic activity of cardiac cells requires a great deal of energy or ATP generated by the mitochondria. NSAIDs generally inhibit complex 1 in the electron transport chain, so this is one way in which the heart might be compromised by them. However, NSAIDs may affect the mitochondria of the heart in another way as well. The primary mechanism of, uh, of action of the NSAIDs is to suppress production of pro-inflammatory prostaglandins. Because the upstream compound is another inflammatory fatty acid called arachidonic acid, it accumulates. Arachidonic acid inhibits both complex 1 and complex 3 of the electron transport chain, which greatly accelerates the process of apoptosis or programmed cell death. NSAIDs usually inhibit two COX enzymes, 1 and 2. Second-generation NSAIDs with the suffix coxib specifically inhibit COX-2 and not COX-1. These tend to spare the gut from the side effects that I just mentioned, but they also lose the balancing effect on clotting risks between the two enzymes and can thus increase risk for clotting. Since it certainly appears that clotting is the primary risk factor for heart disease, that's a big deal. This effect is why Vioxx, a second-generation NSAID, was withdrawn from the market in 2004. NSAIDs are also commonly associated with renal damage. This is because their primary mechanism of action, blocking prostaglandins, ignores the fact that prostaglandins have a positive function. They dilate the blood vessels in the kidneys. Decreased perfusion to the kidneys can lead to acute kidney injury. Additionally, decreased prostaglandin levels and the accompanying decreased blood flow can lead to sodium retention because it's the kidneys that regulate electrolyte levels. Water follows sodium, so increased sodium can lead to edema as well as hypertension. If the kidneys are already damaged, the resulting increase in fluid can eventually lead to heart failure. If all that weren't enough, there's still the rebound problem. Your body produces inflammation in response to acute injury in order to trigger healing. If you suppress that process, you're much less likely to heal effectively. A recent study showed that those who take anti-inflammatories early in acute injury may receive initial relief but are more likely to end up with chronic pain down the line. So bottom line, there is a time and a place for pain medication, of course, but I believe that they are used far more regularly and casually than they should be. Given their easy accessibility, we may forget that these are powerful drugs with potentially serious side effects and consequences. NSAIDs should be used only when absolutely necessary and as sparingly as possible. So I will link in the show notes to the blog review this comes from, and all of the studies, of course, are linked there as usual. Thanks for joining me, and I'll see you next week. Thanks for listening to Christian Natural Health. This show is run by you, so please write in with topic and guest suggestions for future shows. For more great content, subscribe to Dr. Lauren's blog at www.drlaurendeville.com or follow her on Facebook or Twitter at Dr. Lauren Deville. 
If you enjoyed the show, don't forget to share it with your friends and give us a five-star rating in iTunes. It really helps us to stand out so other people can discover great content as well. Have a great week and God bless you. Have you ever considered yourself a messenger? I mean, you are called by God, and aren't we all praying the big prayer, Here I am, Lord, send me. So if we put two and two together, you've got a message to deliver, my friend. Whether it's mics like this, bookshelves around the world, stages to take, art to make, or businesses to build, it's time we start testifying truth unashamedly, creatively, and in love. My name is Tamara Andress, the host of the Messenger Movement Podcast, which is designed to catalyze Christians to speak, write, build, and testify. I use my mic like a machete, so if you don't like to get your toes stepped on or pushed off cliffs to finally jump on in with Jesus, I may be too much for you. But if you're ready to turn your message into a movement and want to run with other messengers doing the thing at scale globally, search and follow the Messenger Movement Podcast on your favorite podcast platform or lifeaudio.com today.